Live from the Winterfell Crips, a podcast that was promised elephants, it's Sif the Thrones. Welcome to Sif the Thrones, an eight-week exploration of Game of Thrones final seasons, now curtailed to seven weeks once I learned there were only six episodes (laughs) in the final season, not seven. Uh, I'm Aaron Dicer. I'm joined by my usual Sif Pop co-host, Andrew Ormsby. Patrons get perks. Yes, they do. (laughs) As well as one of the creators and writers of CinemaSins, Chris Atkinson. Hello. Each week we'll chat about the uh, latest episode, theories, predictions, whatever else is on our minds. If you enjoy what's going on here, be sure and check out our weekly pop culture podcast. Uh, we do Sif Pop, and uh, Chris is on the Sincast, presented by Cinema Sins. Well, guys, we are into the season. We've got an episode under our belts, and as I mentioned, for whatever reason, I thought there were seven episodes to this final season. Well, I did too. There are six, so we are one down, five to go. Um, and I'm excited to chat about the episode. We're going to do some awards every week. So we'll talk about like moment of the week, line of the week, uh, character of the week, like who won the week, that kind of thing. Uh, and then we'll also check in on our game of predictions, uh, see who's doing well, how you feel about the predictions you made. Uh, and then also we'll take some questions as well. And on that regards, if you want to ask a question about game of Thrones, uh, all you got to do is email us feedback at siftpop.com and we prefer audio questions. We love audio questions, but text questions are fine as well. And of course, we're doing a giveaway uh, that we will draw from all the people who get their questions on the show. So we would love to hear what you want to know. Uh, well, let's get right into it, guys. Lots to talk about. Uh, let's just kick it off with some general episode thoughts. And Chris, I'll start with you. What did you think about episode one? We're Back in Winterfell, and Game of Thrones is back on your TV. How you feeling? This show always seems to meander about in its first episode. Um, and while we have uh, some new information and some new intriguing things that have come across, I don't want to put a, you know, I don't want you to guys to think that I didn't like this episode at all, but it always does this. But I, I, I'm more... Um, aware of the of the lack of number of episodes in this season than I am in any other season that we've come before it. Right. So when a first episode comes out and it's like, what's new? Well, there's maybe one or two things that are that are new, like not new to us, but new to the characters in the in the show. Yeah, and there's really very little or anything new to us, right? Right, very little yeah. new to us, and there is, you know, an intriguing, uh, you know, turn for the end of this episode, uh, you know, which, you know, what's going to happen next? But we're we're staging an, a huge battle with some an unbeatable army, essentially. Uh, there are a lot of players, and we've got five episodes left. And this episode spends what seems like an interminable amount of time on an avatar moment where <laughs> the where Jon Snow and Daenerys are riding dragons. Uh, yeah, I called it the dragon porn uh, yeah. moment of the, of the episode or the how to train your dragon for the Westeros edition. Yes. Uh, um, so ultimately I, I like, I like what it has set up, but I am also very, very aware that there's five episodes left and I understand some of these episodes are going to be way longer. This was apparently the shortest one that had ever played, um, in game of Thrones history. 
Oh like, wow, it's I like didn't a know that. Fifty-four minute uh, episode, um, or it might be the shortest one in this season. But uh, it is uh, there. I'm, I'm guessing that the other ones are going to make up for it. But it's still that's not. It doesn't seem like they have a lot of time to get to what they need to do. And there's going to be a lot of rush, a lot of rushing here. Yeah, it's so funny. The very first thing I have written in my episode thoughts is this sentence: "Is there time for this?" Mm-hmm. Like that. That is the question, right? Like, yes, I get you got to set the table. I get that Game of Thrones does this. I didn't think it was necessarily going to happen this season. Um, you know, it, it is, you're just watching going, I love these characters. I love the way they're interacting, but do we really have time for everybody just to hang out around, inter- you know, Winterfell and have reunions? It was like reunions at Winterfell episode, you mm-hmm. know? Um, so, but again, what's interesting about it is sure. It feels like they're wasting their time, but at the same time, I'm loving it. Yeah. I'm, you know, like I'm really enjoying it moment to moment. So Andrew, what are some of your thoughts? I'm just glad you guys feel the same way because I did not want to be the one guy to come in here saying that this felt like an hour long previously on Game of Thrones episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, it's interesting because during our uh, last week, whenever we just had you know predictions for the season and everything, mm-hmm. this episode in particular kind of cemented in my head the uh, humans might lose because <laughs> all they did was just petty bickering the entire episode, and I'm like. Does nobody besides John see the big picture here? Everybody's talking about like, well, how is this going to help my people? Or how is this going to help my people? And I'm like, humanity itself (laughs) is at risk. And you are complaining about the most inconsequential things ever. It was astounding, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, um... The there were a couple things I, I wanted to mention as just kind of, you know, in the episode, things that I did enjoy. Uh, I really enjoyed the um, the the way I, ne- I didn't necessarily need all the dragon riding like you're talking about, uh, Chris. Mm-hmm. But I, I did enjoy the idea of John figuring out what this giant animal that could eat him in one bite, you know, how to uh, be with him. And my understanding from the books is that to ride a dragon, you have to be a Targaryen, which yep. we know he is, right? Yep. So here's here's a question, and maybe maybe this is uh, too early for this, but I for you, I just want to know. D- so does Danny know? Like, does she, first of all, if she knows that only Targaryens can ride dragons, maybe she already knows. I was thinking about this for a very long time. Yeah. Uh, because um, I I thought she did. Um, uh, I watched this twice. I watched this episode twice and I saw the, uh, the Benioff and Weiss thing at the end of the on demand episode where they talk about this scene and, and, and they're like, well, of course only a Targaryen can ride a dragon. And John's, John's a little slow on the uptake and all that. And I was like, wait a minute. Have they, but what es- about Danny? Have they established this in the show? That only Targaryens can ride dragons. There's only one. There's only one moment I believe that I've even heard Daenerys say something remotely uh, that only Targaryens or dragons can do, and that's to survive fires. Right. Um, so I haven't I haven't heard anything about only they can. Maybe it's been a line that's been tossed uh, tossed aside occasionally uh, in the show, and I've just missed it. But. Um, 
I have to think that she does, right? And she and and it's not freaking her out at all. Yeah, it's it, it, it's interesting because you would certainly feel like the show hasn't told us that. At least I don't feel like the show has told us that. But if it's a fact that Targaryens know, now it doesn't mean necessarily that Danny knows that though, right? Like yeah. That's the only thing I can think is that they're going to say that Danny didn't know that. I mean, it's the only thing that makes sense to me uh, that yeah. she doesn't know. But at the same time, it doesn't make sense because she seems to know so much about Targaryen lore and, you know, and things that uh, they can uh, they can do that others can't. Yeah. I think that would have been beaten into her brain early on. Yeah. One of the other things I, I really enjoyed about the episode was, uh, was the scope. And I just think the scope of this season is going to be so big and so fun to watch. Uh, part of the dragon thing was seeing Winterfell from above oh, like yeah. that, which which I thought was really it cool. It kind of looked like the opening credit scroll, you know? Exactly. I think that's intentional, right? Yeah. Like, oh, by the way, I love the new uh, credit scroll at the beginning. Yeah, let's yeah. talk about that. Yeah, how it starts off with the crown actually having like the dragon like mm-hmm. burning down the wall and stuff mm-hmm. within it. Oh, uh, it was just really fun. And then the blue, the tiles turn blue. Yeah, with like, the ice. And then it goes into the Winterfell crypts, which gives a lot of credence to the theory that the the crypts They're are gonna. Up. Yeah, the crypts are gonna really play a role in this. Plus, we spent some time down there this week. Um, so yeah, and it actually ends in the throne room. So like, it it's a very it's a much more intimate intro. It like gets into the buildings, and we haven't really done that before. So. Right. Yeah, I thought that was that was really cool. But I back to the scope. Even right at the beginning when that whole army's coming in and there I think there's a little bit of a pan out to show how huge that army is. Stuff like that it always kind of like gives me goosebumps. I'm just like, "Oh, this is this is really big." And I think this season is going to have quite a few of those moments. And this so. is uh that uh, that scene is a uh, a giant there's a uh, this episode has lots of callbacks to previous episodes, but um, that one uh, is a callback to, uh, I believe, the first episode of the series where yeah. Arya is waiting for Baratheon and everybody mm-hmm. to come in. And she's the kid who's like super excited about seeing uh, all this stuff. And in this one, there's a small there's a little boy who's like just like Arya mm-hmm. running through and, and climbing up into the tree, climbing up into the tree and running past Arya. Who's like, yep, I've been through this before. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. No, great point. Great mm-hmm. point. And she's missing from both welcoming parties at both times. Arya is missing this time, just like, you know, she was <laughs> the first time. Yeah. There had been so many reunions throughout this entire series that I totally forgot that. John and Arya had not been reunited until this episode. Oh, that was so great. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it was, but I was like, oh, they hadn't met yet yeah. since then, since he died. Yeah. <laughs> but did you die? <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a, it, it might be one of my, uh, uh, my favorite lines of the movie. So we may get, get to it later when we talk about lines, but during their, uh, their meeting where, and he's like, have you ever used it? <laughs> and she's like uh, once or twice. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he's in for a rude awakening yeah it well and there's something i you could even read from his expression that is like i think i know what that means yeah 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 um so i did enjoy the scope uh there were also a couple uh callbacks that i noticed um the the one that that struck me and i'm sure we'll talk more about the end of the show where you know uh, jamie sees bran but in that moment (laughs) i didn't realize until later 
that when he tells Sam he can't go talk to John, he says he's waiting on an old friend. Oh, yeah. He's talking about Jamie. Like, Mm -hmm. he knows Jamie is coming, and he needs that moment. I just, that's, the the whole Bran thing is... I wish Bran wasn't so awkward. I I don't know. I love him, man. I, I, there's something about that character that just, like, the omniscience of it that is really fascinating to me to see how they're going to handle it. Because, I mean, when you've got an omniscient character, there's a lot of... Expe- and he's not technically omniscient, but he certainly sees almost everything well, and more than the you know everybody else can. Isn't, isn't the, the what comes of this is that it, the, it's something that needed to happen? That him getting pushed out of that tower was, was something that needed to happen? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. and that And that, you know, that he doesn't see things as good or evil anymore? Right. Yeah. Well, and that's and you'll see a lot of religions deal with that, too, with the idea of free will and predestination and the idea that, you know, uh, the good and the bad are all just part of the the tapestry and the inner work of the overall that once you step out of time, that you're not dealing with consequences and, you know, good and bad and negative and positive. You're just dealing with existence. And uh, so, yeah, he's definitely got some of those themes going on with him as well. Yeah. uh, Which is very interesting. Uh, And then the other one was. the when Sam told um, John about his lineage yep. in the crypts, um, the callback to the fact that the last time Ned saw John, he said, the next time I'm with you, uh, I will let you know, you know, about your who your parents are or whatever he said. Yeah. And the fact that is the very next time that John is in the same room with Ned's body. Right. And he's told. So I thought that was kind of clever. I really and cool wish I'd too. put that together. That just makes that scene that much more amazing. Right. Yeah. I want to talk about the scene right before that though, when Sam is talking to Daenerys and he's like, Oh, hi, it's so great to meet you. And she's like, Hey, I killed your dad's brother. And yeah. it just broke my heart. I'm like, because it starts well, off it with pr- him. Press, it progresses. It gets worse. Yeah. Because yeah. she's like, yeah, I killed your dad. He's like, well, at least my brother's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, no, I killed him too. He's like, oh, do you mind if I step out for a bit? You know, yeah. it's it's interesting. The tone of that could almost be like an SNL sketch or something. You know yeah. what I mean? Where it's yeah. so, just like progressively gets worse and worse. Yeah. Um. So, but yeah, no, that's, that's actually one of my favorite scenes of the week. Uh, I thought that was fascinating in how it was. It was funny, but also tragic. Like the comedy and the tragedy were really, you know, together in that scene. Yeah, you so. just need the curb your enthusiasm music, like the <laughs> end credit songs, to just play right then. Yeah. What were you going to say, Chris? You were starting to say something. Oh, I was just saying that you know, I mean, not only is it Ned, but it's all the major players that are in that crypt. You know, I mean, I guess except for Rhaegar, but Lyanna Stark is there. You know, mm-hmm. uh, in as uh, you know, with all that, so. It really is a is a good place to spring that kind of news on someone uh, with all those major players who are long dead sort of surrounding them. Yeah. Yep. Anything else you guys want to mention in general about the episode before we give our uh, episode rating for you, uh, Winterfell? What do you think about the very final scene with uh, Tormund and uh, Beric Dondarrion and like that one zombie kid on the wall now that was the kid who asked for the horses and carts earlier right yep. yeah okay um so his name his I name's also got... ned by the way they called him oh. umber but his name's i think his name is ned umber or something like that i thought it was john umber maybe yeah, they kept, there was a, a thing that i is read afterwards that said just don't name your kid ned in this universe 
uh, <laughs> and uh, and yeah, that uh, I think John Umber that you're thinking about might be the guy who died in the Battle of the Bastards, and that's the reason why this kid is now the uh, the head of that whatever that family, the Umber family. Okay. Or I don't know. I could be wrong. No, no, no. That makes sense. Um, yeah, it was interesting because I think what we're supposed to gather from that is that the Night King is on the move and doing things intentionally. He's sending messages, right? Mm-hmm. Like that is that is a message, but it's also not new. Uh, in the very first episode, in fact, the very first scene of mm-hmm. this show yeah. is the Night King sending a message with putting all the body parts of the Night's Watch in a symbol. I think a very similar symbol, actually. Yeah, I don't remember exactly. It's almost the exact same. I think. So... Um, so yeah, so I think, you know, some, uh, inter enterprising users on Twitter, uh, were making uh, the point that it looks like the, um, is it the Targaryen sigil or is it the Lannister sigil? I can't remember. It looks like, I think it's the Targaryen sigil. Like if you look at that, that symbol, it looks exactly like that, or it looks at least a little bit like that. Is it like a spiraling dragon or something? Yeah, it's a spiraling dragon symbol um, when you look at it. And a couple yeah. of people had, had shown that. I, I think it's just more of a coincidence myself. but uh, It doesn't look exactly lo- like it, but it sure is close. Yeah. No, that's that's. I'm looking at it right now, the House Targaryen uh, sigil, and... Yeah, that's it's a spiral, kind of a dragon, but the wings spiral back, and then the tail spirals. Like it does look like that same kind of spiral. Is there an amputated kid in the middle of the no, dragon? No, no, no amputated kid. Yeah, they uh, didn't have the foresight back then to do that. <laughs> but it's also another, it's also another fire and ice moment, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. it's I don't know. This show, it's it, one of the things is you go back and watch some of the older episodes. You just you're in awe of the setup that this show does and payoff. You know, um, it's pretty incredible stuff. Um, are we ready to rate then? Yeah. All right. I'll start. I'll give it an A minus. I still loved it, even though it was a setup episode. So just a little bit minus because I wanted a little more. But but yeah, I give it an A minus. What about you, Andrew? B. B. Just a solid B. Chris? Yeah, I'd, I'd probably go between B, B plus there. Very nice. Very nice. We'll expect more next week, Game of Thrones. Yeah, but that's okay. We'll get into it easy. Did, do you watch the uh, next time? On? No, I don't. That counts as a trailer. Well, it's more. I mean, it counts as more of a philosophical thing. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like the same thing. Reason I don't watch trailers is I'd rather just experience it yeah. in the moment. I tend I don't to forget mind. about it anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, if there's something you guys want to talk about, I'm not opposed. Like, I, like I've said before, the information isn't the worst part for me. It's the visual context yeah. that is the per- worst part for me. So. So if there's stuff you you want to mention in that, you can. It looks like they're going to be spending more time talking about petty stuff because from what I gather, it's going to be half of the episode is setting up for the Night's King to show up at Winterfell, and the other half is going to be like Sansa, like having uh, well, they got to deal with Jamie, tri- right? Jamie on trial. That's what it looks like. Okay, it's going to be Jamie on trial episode. Okay. Then it looks like there's going to be a twelve good men section. You know, <laughs> twelve angry 12, men. Yeah, well, they. They're good, you know. They're good, angry men. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's um, Law and Order, Westeros yeah. mm-hmm. edition. Dong 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 dong. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, let's uh, let's move into the game of awards. Uh, we're going to give awards each week for the moment of the week, the line of the week, and the character of the week. Uh, let's start taking nominations for the moment of the week. Andrew, why don't you uh, throw out the first nomination? Uh, the dragon awkwardly staring at John while he kisses <laughs> oh, <that's> Daenerys. Beautiful. 
Yeah. Anybody who's had a pet, yeah. it knows that look. Yeah. You know? It's just different when it's coming from a fire-breathing giant dragon. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you about to do? What is yeah. happening? <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's a good one. Good nomination. Chris, what do you got? What do you want to nominate? Uh Sam tells John about his lineage. Yeah. Yeah, I think that has to be nominated. Uh, I'll go ahead and nominate the the final moment between Bran and uh, and Jamie. Yeah, the, the stare off. The stare off at the very end of the episode. Um, any other nominations, Sandra? Uh, no, not really. Chris, um, you got any more nominations? Uh, Sansa and Tyrion's conversation um, when he tells her that Cersei's coming with her army and that she's coming. Uh, to help them out and her saying, uh, you know, I thought I once thought you were the cleverest man. In oh, Westworld. yeah, that yeah was good. I love that line. That was yeah. good. That was going to be a nomination for a line. Still of the can week. be. Still, Still can, can be. be. Yeah. 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 That's a great moment to nominate as well. Um, I would also nominate the moment of um, Daenerys telling Sam uh, that she was everything. The one that, yeah, everything. Yeah. That whole scene. That's that was one of my favorite moments that's as well. Breaking. Um, any final nominations? Actually, you know, I just thought of one. I am going to say the very first moments, just seeing that army arrive at Winterfell was, like, really cool. Seeing Daenerys mm-hmm. and Jon ride together in. Yeah. And then having, like, all the Starks and all the, the Northmen, you know, just waiting to accept them and stuff. It well, just and, reminded and me not of, accept them. Yeah, and not accept them. It just reminded me of the very first episode of the very first season mm-hmm. so much. I loved it. Yeah, that's a good choice as well. Um, all right, we'll start the uh, the voting process. Basically, we just kind of need to come to agreement on what we want to uh, to vote for the actual moment of the week. Any anybody want to make a pitch for what it should be? Um, yeah, I'll make a pitch for the one uh, for the uh, Sam tells John about his lineage. I feel like this is going to be the main uh, conflict, other than the Night King, Night King, for the entire rest of the season. Um, maybe not the entire rest of the season, but it's at least the thing that's going to set up the most, uh, intriguing, um, uh, us versus them, uh, within the us, uh, that is, uh, it's going, that's going to happen because there's going to be, uh, once this is found out, um, I don't, I personally don't think Daenerys is going to take it well. Mm -hmm. Um, I think she's already set she's kind of like her brother was um oh interesting in season one Mm -hmm. uh i think she's she's she feels she's ordained at this point and i think that even if he if that uh this knowledge gets out to her she's not going to take it well that's going to end up to their breakup i mean varus even has that ominous you know nothing lasts uh line that happens while they're observing them from uh, that was a great scene too and the uh, old guys. <laughs> so that's going to happen. And so there's going to be an internal struggle there. What does that also happen? What also happens then uh, when Sansa and Arya find this out too? Because he is, uh, he's, he's now part Stark, but he's also part Targaryen. And uh, I don't know what that does for them as, as far as their relationship is concerned mm-hmm. anymore. Uh, so I feel like there's there John might be on an island at some point because in, especially if he is reluctant to bring that information out and and uh, they they find out about it. I mean, there's going to be yeah. a lot of. So I, I think that that scene sets up a whole bunch of whole bunch of things that um, 
and, you know, it's going to sort of put its fingerprints on the rest of the se- the season. I think that's a great pitch. Uh, I would be apt to agree. Uh, Andrew, if you have any others that you would say are a, a bigger moment than that that you want to fight for, feel I, free. I was going to, that is a great moment, and I think I am going to decide to go with it, but I was actually going to back your uh, Sam and Daenerys moment of mm-hmm. the episode just by how much, that was probably the most emotional moment of the entire episode. So that's why I was going to say that moment is like defining for me. And yet Chris is correct. As far as the moment that the magnitude. means the magnitude of the moment, it's yeah. hard to beat John finding out yeah. <laughs> he's a Targaryen. Yeah. Like that he's king. Yeah. Like the rightful king of the, the realm. I will say that that, that Sam Daenerys thing is probably the best acting job in the entire episode because um, it's, it's, isn't it? It's kind of weird that, um, you know, you, you, you're told that your father that you don't really like that much. He wasn't a very right. good person, right? but he still feels something because I mean, he, he, you know, that person has been with him for so long and, and, you know, and at first he's like, well, I, can, I think I can deal with that. You know, old man was going to die soon anyway, so on and so forth. But then his brother, who wasn't even, uh, he wasn't an evil guy at all. Uh, when he finds out about his brother, he has to go from like, okay, that was, that's mildly annoying or, or sad to, oh, this is devastating. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we haven't seen, uh, I can't remember the actor's name and I'm sorry, Samuel Tarley. Um, but, uh, that's his best that he's ever been asked to do in the whole thing. Cause most of the time he is just, you know, he's well, the Sam, Sam wise Gamgee of the whole series. So, and he was, and he's, and he's always, his name's uh, John Bradley, by the way. That's right. Um, and, uh, he, he is such a different character amongst these characters because he's always, you know, like he just feels so good hearted and so optimistic all the time and he wants to learn and. You know, so for him to be in that situation was very interesting. I think you're absolutely right to give him acting props in that because that's that's a difficult thing to pull off. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I think we've landed. I think the moment of the week is the reveal, the Targaryen reveal to John from Sam in the crypts of Winterfell. Uh, let's move on to the line of the week. Chris, do you want to start us off with a nomination? Um, I after in that same scene at the very end where he where Sam uh says to the effect of uh and I and I'm sorry I can't remember the complete way he says to John you gave up your crown uh for the for the better of the realm will she do the same mm. yeah uh, I think a that's one. a great line Andrew I am adamantly going to champion the line "dragons eat whatever they want." <laughs> yeah, what, what yeah. do dragons, dragons eat? eat? Whatever, whatever they, want. they want. I love that line so much. Um. Okay, I'm going to nominate uh, when they're talking about the the Joffrey wedding and says it was a miserable <laughs> oh, affair. Yeah. Sounds oh. like it had its moments. <laughs> yeah, I do love that. That was a great line. And of course, we have already talked about the the one line where she said, "I thought you were the cleverest man," and I once thought you were the cleverest man in Westeros. Yeah, uh, that should also be in there. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, there's a moment in the show that we really didn't talk about that's kind of important. That Braun is on his way to kill both uh, Jamie and uh, Tyrion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's actually a kind of a big moment. Yeah, because he says I agree. this effing family. <laughs> that's that was one of the lines I had possible oh, really? too. The, is that this effing family line? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so true. 
and uh, and Kyburn's got that like well, you know she has sort of a uh, sense of poetic justice or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, let's see what haven't we mentioned that I liked. Um, I think we already talked a little bit about have you ever used it once, once or, or twice, twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, like that. Um, and then Cersei had the line, "You want a whore, buy her. Oh, you want yeah. a queen, earn yeah. her." Uh, and then immediately oh. undercuts that line by inviting him back. Yeah, <laughs> like 30 I was not seconds happy later. with that. Actually, there was a uh, uh, what's his name? That's a Euron, Euron, isn't it? Yeah. Greyjoy. Yeah, yeah. He had the line right before that. She's like, uh, she says, "I've killed men for lesser things." He says, "They were lesser men." Yeah, yeah. I actually really love that line. That's yeah. a really good line. Yeah. Um, I liked it when uh, John said, you've completely ruined horses for me. Oh, yeah. That, <laughs> well, that was great. Uh, and then when Tormund said, I've always got blue eyes. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. I love Tormund so much. Uh, and then one other shout out to Sam's delivery on the the line when he's telling uh, John about the lineage. You know, I looked in the books and Bran... Well, Bran did whatever Bran does. Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. a great delivery, too. <laughs> Bran has his thing. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Whatever Bran has. Yeah, whatever Bran has. Uh, all right. Where do we want to? So, uh, Andrew, you're making a heavy pitch for which whatever, line? Uh, whatever, whatever they want. Whatever they want. That's, I'm making a pretty heavy pitch for that. Just uh, because not only, you know, is it a cool line, you know, it's just hers because she can feel Sansa just trying yeah. to, you know, own that room. And she's like... No, this is going to be my room too. Yeah. These are going to be my people. Yeah, Get she does have. Yeah, Daenerys has really grown into that thing of, uh, guys, pay attention to the one with the dragons. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm the one with. You know, like she's she's really owning her. Yeah. Um, her rulership in a way. Right. So. And 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 it's it's this thing. It's it's all well and good uh, that you're that you're teaming up because of this. Um, because of this threat that's coming, it's all well and good when they're considering you the queen during that thing. Yeah. Uh, but, but it's, it's, it's not, it's not going, that's why I don't feel like it's going to go very well when she's told this information because, um, you know, because she's, she's, uh, she loves this role that she's in right now. Yeah. I don't think there's any way that uh, that uh, you know she's going to be happy about it. Um, I'm a, I think I'm willing to go along with you, Andrew. I think that I think that's a great line that combines both a clever line, like yeah. a funny line, and also something that's meaningful. Um, the, the the most I laughed the entire episode was the it had its moments line yeah. about the wedding. I just thought that slayed me, but. Yeah. Uh, I just thought of another thing is because, you know, Daenerys considers herself a dragon. So her saying whatever they want is not only for the dragons, but it's for her, too. She's like, I get whatever I want. Mm. Mm-hmm. Inter- you know? Interesting. That's a great point. Chris, do you want to fight for anything else? Uh, I mean, I think uh, the I think the reveal uh, moment at the end has had its uh, its um, its moment in the sun on Sift of Throne. Sure. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I like that line a lot, and I have no no problem uh, backing that one at all. All right, we'll just go with it. Then the line of the week for episode one: What do dragons eat? Whatever. They Whatever want. they want. Very nice. All right, let's move on to the character of the week. Uh, let's hear uh, some nominations uh, from our persons of interest this week. Sam. Sam's the character of the week. Yeah, yeah. I think I, 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 I will go with you on that. If I was picking it personally for me, 
I might actually pick Bran, which I know is very counterintuitive to what a lot of people are saying because they believe that character has become so boring. He's just weird. It's, But I find that so fascinating. But I think you're right. I think based on the performance and based on the the conveying the most important message, you know, I, I think I think you're right with Sam. What do you think, Chris? Uh, Sansa. Ooh, tell tell me about make the Sansa pitch. Um, well, you can I I look at how her character has changed since uh, season one, where she's just a little girl and didn't know what was going on, and and you know, think about how many how many places she's been and how many people she's learned from and everything to this very cold person, uh, and very calculating person by the end of it, uh, in this first episode. And just, she is seeing things on a different level. Um, Mm. and, uh, everything that, uh, she says she's, she is guarded about everybody and should be. Um, and, uh, so, so while she, I think she does think the White Walkers are a, uh, you know, a threat that they need to deal with. I think she also knows that Cersei is going to try to use this to her advantage, which we all know because she says good when the when Kyburn tells them that the the dra- ice dragon knocked the wall down and they're coming south. So she's got Cersei's got some other plan that we haven't quite figured out yet. Um, mm. and, uh, Sansa knows this and, uh, doesn't, and it doesn't appear that anybody else has this kind of fear that she does or this kind of, uh, insight. So I think she comes off probably one of the smartest characters in the entire episode. Well, doesn't Arya say that Sansa's the smartest person she's ever she met? She does. Yeah. And I think, uh, I don't know. I don't know if the show has earned that for her yet, but in this episode, for sure she is. Yeah. She's definitely gone through the most of any character in the show. Yeah. She's uh this first episode uh, put a lot of dents in my Sansa turns heel theory. I th- think that's much less likely after seeing how they portrayed her in this first episode. I I really do feel like she's going to be some sort of the backbone of figuring out how things go. Um so, but it'll be interesting. They can always, you know, change things up. Um I think I'm going to stick with Sam and since it's 2 to 1, We'll go ahead and uh, call it Sam for the uh, character of the week. Way to go, Samuel Tarly. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Way to do it, man. Yeah. You know, and, your, and how many more chances is he going to have? Your brother only had to die for you to get that <laughs> that win. That's right. Yeah. Uh, all right. Great job. Uh, game of Awards has finished, and we are on to the Game of Predictions. Um, we can look at this in a couple of ways. Um, we can look at our throne teams first and talk about anything that we feel like boosted anybody on our team or maybe subtracted from anybody on our team. Let's go ahead and do that. Uh, as you look at your thrones team, and if you need reminded, I have it here in front of I me. I definitely will. Um, as you look at your thrones team, who do you think has gone stock up, stock down? Chris's thrones team is Cersei, Sansa, and Lyanna Mormont. Uh, <laughs> Andrew, your, th- your thrones team is Bran, the Night King, and no one. Uh, my Thrones team is John. I, I was going to say John Snow, but I'm going to go ahead and say John Targaryen. Or Aegon. Yeah, or Aegon. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Daenerys and Tyrion are my Thrones team. Um, I don't really feel one way or another yet about mine. Other than I kind of feel like John is stock up right now. Like, just the way that information was portrayed, it feels like 
maybe that will happen. Maybe that's where it's going. Yeah. I don't know. It's his Aragorn moment. Yeah, it does feel that way. Uh, what do you guys feel? How do you feel about your team? Stock up, stock down. Brand stock down huge. Yeah. It's just too awkward to rule, you know, just because he's all knowing pretty much doesn't mean he can lead by any example or anything. So, yeah, I thought, you know, just from a power standpoint that he would be, you know, the one to rule. But I just can't see him doing it now. He's too weird. Yeah. Okay. You got any thoughts, Chris, about your team? Uh, All of them stock up, man. All of them. <laughs> Every single one. This is happening, guys. One of those three. Now, um, Liana, Liana had, had her moment, obviously. Yeah, in she this, did. Uh, and she's the only one because there is that awkward thing with the Umber kid at the beginning where he's like, uh, he doesn't know who the who the power is. He doesn't know who it is. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, my lady, my lord, oh, my grace, or your grace. And uh, and then Liana comes out and says it and says, "Who who's actually running the show?" Right. And uh, man, I love that girl. You know, I love that girl so much. Oh, She's I the best. I think uh, I think that she has become a secret, maybe majority favorite. <laughs> maybe yeah. I don't know of of a lot of people, but you know, I keep thinking that if the if this show decides to go with the apocalyptic route, she's going to be the only one left. And uh, she's mm-hmm. going to be the only one saying what everybody needs to hear. So uh, that's why her stock's up there. Cersei, because she's obviously using Nightwalkers to uh, do some <laughs> devious plan that that nobody else is prepared for. And, and she's always trying to find the advantage for her in any situation. And, uh, and then Sansa, because she is so smart. So... You know, I, I I don't have any stock down at least on any of these. Um, shout out to Bella Ramsey, which is the actress's name, uh, yes. uh, who plays oh, Liana. Liana Mormont. So, shout out. Um, cool. Yeah. What about you? Stock up, stock I, down. Like I said, I think a little bit maybe stock up for John. Yeah. Um, but I I don't know. I stocked down for Tyrion a little bit. I mean, you know, it just didn't seem to. He's part of the old guy well, crew and, now, and they're showing him make mistakes. Like they're they're definitely, you know, he's he believes Cersei is coming, and that's a that's a flaw. That's a that's a flaw of his, right? Like that he would think that. Do you think um, there'll be a moment in this show where John has delivered the information that he's the true king and that he's the only one who can unite everybody? And uh, and Daenerys doesn't doesn't like it and considers it treason and then tries to sick her dragon on him and the dragon won't carry out the charge because mm. he's a Targaryen. Um, mm. I, I keep thinking or he won't burn, especially yeah. yeah, and won't burn, especially since I think we're all on the same page that she doesn't seem to know about this. Only Targaryens can ride dragons fact right uh so maybe she doesn't know that either and i i gosh that that's gonna be it's gonna be so tense between those two there's no doubt there's gonna be at each other's throats i feel like before the end of this season i do too um okay so with your thrones team you actually have the opportunity every week to swap one out um so if there is somebody on your thrones team you want to dismiss now you will get less points so for every episode, you lose a possible point. Um, but if there is somebody you want to swap out on your Thrones team from somebody that's available and the person's of interest, then uh, then you are certainly more than welcome to do that. I'm holding 
I am standing pat uh, with my Thrones team. Uh, either of you want to make a move? Man, I, I would get rid of Bran, but I just don't know who I'd fill that slot with. Do you want me to read through the persons of interest that are available? Yeah, if you don't mind. Um, where did those go? Let me see if I can find them. Oh, no. Dead air. Okay, well, <laughs> while you're looking that up, let me uh, say why my stock up has gone for the Night King sitting on the throne. Okay, yeah, talk about that. Because... As much as I saw people bickering about just petty stuff this episode, I'm like, the only person who's actually focused on what's important to them is the Night King. You know, he's like, I'm just going to do what I have to do. I'm going to destroy all of mankind. And he is focused, you know, granted he's not human, so he doesn't have our flaws, but maybe that's to his benefit that he's not human, that he has to deal with. All the stupid stuff that we complain about. Yeah, I hey, I'm with you. Um, I it could be a very interesting way to go. Uh, all right, I think I have your available um, draft picks here. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go from the bottom up. The, you know, obviously, these these first ones I mentioned, you're not likely to pick. Yeah, Podrick, Barrick, uh, ja- uh, Jockin, uh, Dario, uh, Masande, Grey Worm, Yara Greyjoy, Gendry. Tormund, Tormund on the throne. <laughs> awesome. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, Bronn, um, the Mountain, the Hound, Melisandre, who, by the way, we didn't see in this episode. Nope. Like this episode, pretty much hit all our persons of interest except Melisandre. Well, didn't uh, Davos say that if he ever saw her again, that he'd kill her and that he well, banished her? Or well, something? and Varys is the same way. Varys hates magic, so yeah. it can be interesting to see how she pops up. Uh, Davos, Brienne. Uh, Jorah, uh, Varys, Samwell, um, Theon, Greyjoy, uh, Arya, and let's see, I think that's the last person not taken on a throne. Oh, no, Jamie is also not taken on a throne. You know what? I'm going to swap out Bran for, for Jake and Hagar. That the very last scene is going to be whoever it is sits on the throne. And he's going to take off the face. And they're going to take off the face. Oh, a little Mission Impossible style. Yeah. Game of Thrones. All right. Chris, do you want to swap? Um, I, I, I was sitting here thinking uh, that it would be interesting that the, like the one guy who has never wanted it gets it. And that would be Varys. Um... Oh, a reluctantly sitting on the throne? Yeah, um, because he's always been about what's what's best for King's Landing, or has he been about what's best for Westeros? I can't remember his allegiance there. Um, mm-hmm. But I think he says his allegiance is to the people. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, that's what he... And, uh, you know, if it ends up being... I'm not going to swap him out, though, um, because I think he is reluctant enough that he would never... He would never take it. But I was sitting there thinking about that. And the very first line of this episode is uh, is Tyrion saying, it's lucky that you don't have any balls to freeze off, essentially. Right. Yeah. Um, and and it's and, you know, it's it, it, I don't know. It's 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 probably just a joke, whatever. But. It would also, you know, there's there's something about that that could be maybe some sort of foreshadowing that I haven't quite uh, figured out yet. 
Um, you know, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how that would be foreshadowing. Well, it's I because <laughs> because winter is coming and freezing and oh, oh okay. winter's here. Yeah, yeah that's and he's the only one who. I mean, obviously, Theon could go under the same thing too. Gray worm. So, right, but it was said about Varys in this episode. Yeah, it was said about Varys. So, I mean, like I said, it's it's not exactly anything that I have fully formed in my brain. I just thought of it. Uh, it was what if that was in some way some sort of foreshadowing? The very first ep- first line of the episode is is that, and it has something to do with who ends up being on the throne by the end of it. I wow. also love the fact that they start off the season with a genital joke. You know, just like. <laughs> Hey, just so you know, we, we're going to be just a little, we're going to have jokes. It's not all going to be serious. Um, all right. You guys ready to move on to our death squads? Yeah. All right. Um, again, I can remind these, uh, of you, this is not swappable. This one is locked in unless somebody dies on your death squad and then you get to replace them. Uh, so you would get the points and replace them. How are we feeling about our death squads? I'll go ahead and read them for you. Uh, Chris, your death squad is Jamie Lannister. Varys in Jorah Mormont. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew, yours is Theon Greyjoy, the Mountain in Grey Worm. Uh, and mine is Euron Greyjoy, Cersei Lannister, and Yara Greyjoy. Um, how are you guys feeling about your, your death squad? Stock up. Yeah? Oh, man. Grey Worm's dead within the next Why do you episode. say that? I didn't see anything in this episode that made me think he was like definitely going to die. Well, I think that all of the uh, the unsullied are just going to get swept through by the dead, mm. and that it's going to be like Masandi looking over the Winterfell Wall at Grey Worm, and then he's going to look up at her, and then death. Mm. Mm. All right, Chris, what about you? Any stock up, stock down on your desk? Obviously, Jamie is very high on this list. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's extre- He's extremely high on this list. Um, I, I, um, I don't know. It's, it would be weird if he dies though, before Braun shows up. Um, uh, so I don't know if he will die as a direct result of this trial, supposedly that's going to happen mm-hmm. in the next episode. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, obviously he has almost no purpose anymore in the show. So. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he if he if he uh, bites it pretty pretty. I don't know. I feel like there's still need there's a Cersei Jamie payoff that needs to happen at some point. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, Jamie's gonna kill Bronn because if you think about it, if you look back in like season three or four, it was Bronn training Jamie to fight left handed. Yeah, and wouldn't it come like full circle to him defeat Bronn left handed? That would make a lot mm. of sense. Yeah, you're right. Um. Yeah, fascinating stuff. Uh, Do I get points because the mountain's technically dead? <laughs> no, no, you don't. <laughs> no, you do not. Uh, I am going stock way up on Euron Greyjoy. Yes, uh, no oh, doubt. Yeah. Uh, they are painting him as such an arrogant <laughs> jerk. I'm just like, oh yeah, <laughs> you're going to die. Yeah. And maybe soon. Um, so that's my stock up. Well, my stock, wh- especially since it, once she has the army and... You know, once she has the Iron Fleet and everything, you know, what at what point does he lose maybe, you know, he lose some of the power of that and everything. She doesn't need him anymore. Uh, That's the one thing that she's got to figure out. But she could easily just, you know, throw him to the wolves somehow. 
Or the elephants, if she the finally elephants. gets her elephants. Oh, she didn't get elephants. She wanted them. Oh, that would be such. That'd be another poetic justice thing too. If she found a way to have him trampled by elephants. <laughs> be great. Uh, stock way down for me. I think is Yara Greyjoy. I don't even know if we're going to see her again. Um, you know, it's. You think the Greyjoys are just going to go back to the Iron well, Isles and just chill? It's because she released Theon. Because she was like, "Hey, you go." Do your thing with the Starks in Winterfell. Yeah. And I think that may have been our last Yara oh, moment. Am I be. wrong? I mean, it just it feels like that's not a... With all the hanging threads this show has, that doesn't feel like one they need to go back to. I will tell you, though, that made my Theon stock go way up. <laughs> yeah. Because she pretty much just sent him to his death. Yeah. I don't know. I think he, he knows he's going to die. I think he will. I'm not sure when, though. But so I have hmm. who else do I have? I have Jorah and I have Varys. You have Jorah, Varys, and Jamie. Yeah. Yeah. So Jorah, like Varys, I would say is probably stocked down, and Jorah is probably stocked down. There's there there. I don't know if they're important enough to kill off, you know, in any particular way in the next few episodes. So well, they're kind of like Varys, Jorah, in um and um Davos. Davos are kind of like the grumpy old men of the. The show too. now. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, that, that crew, man. Um, well, there you go. There's our death squads. We didn't lose anybody. Uh, and we didn't lose a single person of interest. We lost uh, the, the boy, mm -hmm. right? Were yeah. there any other deaths that I'm not remembering this A couple episode? of goats. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Not enough, though. The dragons aren't eating. Yeah. Oh, see, that was another part of that. Uh, that that's the other thing about that dragon flying season that scene that just <laughs> that she says the dragons aren't eating and so they go to go check they go to check on the dragons and instead of like seeing like trying to figure out what might be up with them or whatever they're like eh, let's just take a ride let's just yeah. uh, <laughs> let's just fly around and uh, go to this waterfall and you know have some more you know incest sex yeah. <laughs> yeah, John. I mean, John. He's he's not going to be able, like they're not going to be able to share a moment, right? No. This is great. This is a great segue into our question of the week, right? This is the other way you can earn points in the game of predictions is by getting the question of the week correct. Uh, last week, the question of the week was, "Will we see a dragon kill anybody?" And the answer to that question was no. Well, if you think about it, there really aren't that many differences between humans and ghosts. I mean, <laughs> eyes, mouths. Well, even then, we didn't we'd, see the dragons kill the they goats. Sing, that they sing way Katy Perry songs, you know? <laughs> um, no, I think I get the point here, and, uh, yeah. and you guys don't. So. But they both sing Katy Perry songs. It'll be my last chance to gloat. So, <laughs> Your last chance to goat? Yes, hey. exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I'll snag a point for that, which puts me in the lead. One to nothing to nothing. Yeah. Uh, here's the question for this week, uh, which we were just talking about. Will John tell Danny about his lineage this week? Now, there are different ways this could happen, so we should make sure we understand the yes or no, or no part of this question. Um, Danny could find out, but John not tell her. That's See, not, that's what I'm thinking. That's not what this question is asking. This question is saying, will John tell Danny? Now, Danny could already know. And John still tell her. That's still a yes if he decides to tell her about his lineage. But if he says something to her about his lineage after he knows that she knows, that's a no. Okay. Yeah. Does that make sense? Okay. So the 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 what's at issue is is that he tells his lineage, but he doesn't necessarily have to say that that is makes him the uh, the ruler of the Iron Throne. 
or anything. No, like he that. doesn't have to spell that out. I mean, I think that would be evident. Yeah. Even if he told his but no, he doesn't have to spell anything out. We're just asking, is he going to reveal the information that he is uh, Targaryen? Okay. To Danny. Uh, I'm going to go no. My answer is yes, he is going to. Are we, now are we saying by this next episode? Yes, in this in this episode. I'm sorry. Yes, these he, these bonus questions are for specific episodes. Okay. So yes. So I'm going to say yes, and I'm going to say it's going to happen because they're going they're about to make out or whatever, and he's going to say we can't do this, and he's going to have to explain why. Yeah, she's going to know something's up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think there's lots of questions. I, man, I'm kind of with you, Andrew, in that I feel like maybe she's going to find out another way. Like maybe somebody's going to tell her about the dragon thing and she'll figure it out without being told and he won't have to tell her, but I'm going to go yes. I'm making my answer yes. The reason why I'm going no is because uh, Tormund and Beric Dondarrion are going to arrive in Winterfell and I think John's going to be so focused on hearing that the Night King is like showing up like tomorrow or whatever that he's not even going to be in like a mm. headspace to even talk about. That's possible. It could happen during the battle. Like it could be revealed in some way. Hey, Danny! <laughs> <laughs> by the by, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if you're curious. All right, so Andrew's got no. Chris and I both say yes. We'll see how that plays out on Sunday night. I'm going to lose every single one of these because this show (laughs) never, ever does the thing in the next episode. It's always three episodes down (laughs) down the line after you've heard the first big reveal. It's always three or four. Even Even if in the last episode they come up with some revelation or whatever, we won't find out about that revelation until... Oh, the movie they make, or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why I was surprised whenever um, Brian told Sam that he needs to tell um, John about his lineage, that they did it in the same episode, because I'm with Chris. They always wait like two or three episodes, and I'm like, wow, they're just putting both of those, like he needs to tell him, and he tells him in the same episode? Yeah. Because normally that's like three episodes later, Sam decides to talk about it. Right. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, because it would be, if this was a normal season with 10 episodes, there would be, like, several times where there'd be some meaningful glance from John and Sam across a courtyard or something, and Sam's, like, looking down at the ground and looking back up and, you know, like, oh, I've got this thing that I've got to say, but I can't say yep. it. And, yeah. But you know what? He's been to the Citadel, and he's probably he probably realizes he needs to he needs to speak up and and be more confident about these things. So, well, there you go. There's the game of predictions. Uh, currently one zero zero. We'll see how next week goes. See if we lose anybody. Come on, you're on. Bite the bullet. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Um, all right, let's move on to the questions for this week. We've got a couple coming your way. We'll start off with a special question from. Danae Hughes uh, wanted to leave a, a question for the podcast. So, Why aren't you here? Uh, yeah, well, you know, taking yeah. care of a baby and all that kind of stuff. I guess. All right, here's what she had to say. There's all this talk about who's going to survive, right? I don't know if this is a who's going to survive to the end comment as much as it is a the importance of Gilly's son. Like, that's got to be super crucial. There's no reason for her character to be there 
except for that she has given birth to this boy who was supposed to go and be sacrificed to this ice king, right? But he's not. He wasn't turned into an ice king person. He survived as a normal person. That has to be crucial. So so then I'm wondering, well, who? what's the importance of his father? This horrible man, Craster? What's his significance? You know, like... And then there's this whole history that we're just kind of starting to peek into through Bran, you know, looking into the whole wildling culture and stuff. We really don't know a lot about that part of Game of Thrones yet because we've been more on like the political side and the other side of the wall where we humans want to have conversations about who's the king and who's the queen. And so, you know, obviously Martin's done a great job of putting our focus there. But the true enemy is actually like this ice king that we're just now kind of getting to in the series. Now you got to unite the kingdoms to fight against him. But what's going to take him down? Is it really every single person coming together and fighting the army? Or is it this little baby? Mm. I just had an epiphany. What do you guys think? Hmm. So what if this is not going to happen, but just what if (laughs) uh, the Night King finds Gilly's baby, takes it, and then turns around and goes back up. It's all he ever wanted. That's all because he he stayed up uh, on the on the one side of the wall until you know the baby was taken beyond the wall, and that's when they all started making their way back. So he takes Gilly's baby and then he just goes back. I don't know. It's interesting. Chris, you got any thoughts? Um, I love this like idea that this baby might be important, but I don't understand why it could be. Um, because yeah, while they, they, while coincidentally, I think they start going beyond the wall once this baby that was promised him or whatever, they, they were killing, you know, they were killing fools well before this. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I, so the, 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 the idea that, that the night King's like, Oh, if I could just have this one baby, everything will be complete. Um, I don't, I don't quite understand that one. Um, uh, I, like I said, I love the theory of it or the hypothesis or whatever you want to call it because yeah, why would, why would she be there? Why would there be, there, isn't there something important involved, but I don't know if there is. I, 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 I don't think there is. I'm, I'm, I'm firmly against that. Yeah, it's interesting. The only thing I can think of is the idea that maybe there's a prophecy we don't know. Yeah. That the Night King knows and that this baby fills that prophecy somehow. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, obviously we see that a lot in fantasy fiction. You know, the idea of a baby fulfilling a prophecy. And I mean, we see it in Christianity, too. I was about to say, it's a religious (laughs) thing, too. It's a religious thing as well, you know. And so, you know, Herod tries to kill baby Jesus. And, you know, Herod's the Night King and Jesus is Gilly's baby in this metaphor or whatever. You know what I'm saying? There could be that that kind of thing that, and it is well hidden. You know what I mean? Like, if they're going to surprise us with something, it's that's a fairly well hidden thing. It's not like... A lot has been made of that, so... Do you think that uh, Gilly and uh, Sam Jr. are just, like, there for development of Sam's character and that's it? I mean, That's what it feels like to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, I I keep thinking back to, like, the the Craster character. Um, You know, all he was doing was, you know, 
uh, a lot of awful things uh, with his. I, was it they are they were all his daughters, right? Daughters and granddaughters. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and uh, and the each male baby he would take out and 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 give to the Night King, and then the Night King would you know. We, I mean, we did see... He'd sub-zero him. Yeah, sub-zeroed him, exactly. And we did see this process happen, and, uh, you know, and, and this baby was set to be that, but I just, I, you know, I feel like the 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 uh, the lecherous man having having relations with his daughters is a bunch of randomness uh, that I don't think the Night King was counting on in, you know, I don't think he was counting on male babies all that much, especially now that his army's so huge. Um, it would be interesting to see if any of those babies, we with that one baby that we saw that got changed is anything. Um, because how old could that baby be? I don't know how many years have gone by since that uh, happened. Do you think that those babies turn into like they just like xenomorph grow into like his generals, you know? Yeah. Like super quickly turn in like those old bearded people are actually those Craster's babies. They just like he changes them from little babies into old evil White Walker generals. And they yeah. just change really fast. Yeah, like xenomorphs, you know, they go from like itty baby baby xenomorphs to like full grown xenomorphs in oh, like yeah. thirty minutes. Could hmm. be, could be. Craster morphs. One yeah, thing we we have not seen that I know of, anyway, is like some like we haven't seen some like you know toddler running around with the uh, yeah with the you know the the army and and, and killing <laughs> people and stuff. Although that would be awesome. That'd be horrifying. It would be. <laughs> that's that's the sequel to Boss Baby, Frost Baby. Frost Baby. You're just coming up with way too many sequels to Boss Baby. Way too many. Yes. All right, let's 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 go to the next question. This comes from Evan. Uh, here's what he wanted to know. Hi, Sif Pop people. This is Evan Fusco, longtime listener, Patreon supporter. I was listening to your Game of Thrones Season 8 preview episode, and you were discussing whether Daenerys Targaryen was untouchable. It seems that with her having now taught Jon Snow how to fly the dragons, that it does open the door for her to die and him to take over as father of dragons in her absence. Do you guys think that's a possibility? What do you guys think? Is that a possibility? Yes. <sighs> I mean, that th- th- I do think that as much as I I disliked the you know the Avatar uh, return there, uh-huh. um, as much as I disliked that, there is some importance to that scene uh, in that uh, that she's no longer the the only one who can control them, and um, but it, it but he can't really use them against her. But I mean, it's it's. It's not like it's not like he can't just kill her through normal means, or she can't be killed through normal means. Um, so yeah, I, don't think I think it, it does kind of open it up. I think it maybe opens it up, but I don't find it likely, and I'll tell you why. Because he's a stepfather. Like he would be the stepfather of dragons. Like they are, <laughs> they are, they are her babies. You know what I mean? Like even though he's riding one of them, um, he's actually a, he'd be the nephew. Well, or the cousin of dragons. He'd be both. <laughs> the cousin of dragons. Well, do That's you right. think perhaps though that dragons uh, are that they are setting that up though that the dragons might see who is the actual uh, person mm-hmm. of power? Possibly. 
Uh, yeah, and and they also may you know treat it like an imprint kind of thing, like Avatar, and, yeah. you know, where you you imprint to your dragon, and so then they're they're yours and they follow you. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I hate that I'm thinking about the show in these terms, but Daenerys has been such a role model for female empowerment, you know, in like the social circles that having her be this you know symbol for like seven seasons only be to be taken over by a man you know just even in today's times i hate talking about the show in these terms but i just don't think that the show would go that route that, no i think that's a fair point yeah. i think that's an absolutely well, a fair yeah point. and especially since technically since she's the oldest and and is and still living targaryen uh she should probably uh be next in line to the throne whereas john is you know he's he's he should be but but just because he's the male heir yeah he gets he gets that inside track um yeah i I agree with you on that yeah that's a that's a great point all right final question this comes from jake he emailed this uh ever since nymeria it's aria's dire wolf showed back up last season i've been utterly convinced that nymeria and her super pack are going to help swing the tide of the battle of winterfell uh, I get that we see how Arya's wolf mirrors Arya herself, but wouldn't returning to Winterfell, just like Arya, complete the metaphor? It seems like a waste if that's the last we see her. So what do you guys think? <laughs> what's, what's, what's so funny? I just, oh, I'm, so, I'm so stupid. I don't know why my brain does the things it does, but I just thought of Nymeria ripping off her face and it's actually been jake and hugger oh my god the whole time. <laughs> i'm just i'm so stupid i don't want i don't know why be awesome and terrible <laughs> that would be, that would be it's like game of thrones is an, an undercover animorphs yeah oh man uh no that's great my brain's dumb um, uh your, your brain's amazing i actually i actually don't think the dire wolves are going to be that big they might they might be a part of it but I don't think they're going to be that big of a deal. I think they've set up Arya herself to be more of the potential, like, um, you know, uh, uh, I guess the one of the people who, who makes this battle go in their favor because uh, Gendry is creating a weapon for her. Um, and we didn't even talk about that, that little dynamic that was going on. What, yeah. what was, um, he building for her? Well, I don't think we're supposed to know. We kind of saw the, the, the diagram a little bit. I couldn't bit, really see what it was. It's some sort of weapon and she knows that it will help her in whatever battles to come. Yeah. I thought he was going to build her like a replica of needle, but out of dragon glass. I'm like, I don't think that would hold up. No. And she has, she has a, is it Valerian steel or dragon glass dagger? She has she has uh, Valyrian steel for sure, yeah, uh, and that's where that oh, she whole has the like chunk that's where it. that whole like you know you don't know many rich girls line comes from. Yeah, um, that's right. Uh, but I don't I don't know if she has I don't know if she has dragon glass of anything yet. I think that's what they're sort of manufacturing uh, down there because they because they give the hound this axe, uh, which looked great. Yeah, it did. Uh, so. You know, it seems like Arya is sort of set up more because she's getting this weapon, and she's, of course, the the secret uh, assassin of the all the people in this group, and she can blend in and be no one. And um, 
I th- I think Arya herself is set up more than the direwolves are set up. Yeah. I don't I, I, I think, yeah, if there's going to be any direwolf that has any significance it's going to be Ghost. I think he's the only one that anybody really cares about. Well, and, and really, honestly, the thing that makes me think they won't be a huge part is the fact that I'm not even sure I could tell you which ones are still alive and who they go with. Like, the show just hasn't built that into us. I'm pretty sure Nymeria and Ghost are the only two still alive. Pretty sure. Yeah. Um. So, let's see. There was... I'm, I'm looking Summer. at... I'm looking at something here. Um, Lady was yeah. Sansa's, right? Yeah. And was the first to die. Yep. And then summer gray wind was Rob's and we all know how that happened at the red yep. wedding. Yeah. Um, and then shaggy dog was Rickon's, uh, and he's dead. Uh, summer was brands and is presumed dead after, a like a vision, right? Then the three eyed Raven have a vision of, um, of, uh, summer dying. I can't I honestly remember. don't remember that, but makes sense. A ghost is alive. That's yeah. Aegon's. <laughs> yep. In uh, Nymeria is Whoa. still alive. So, you thinking about uh, Rise of the Direwolves back from the dead? No, I just thought that. Um, so, Targaryens have like white platinum hair, right? And Ghost yeah. has white hair. Oh, interesting. So, mm. yeah, it's something to think about. Mm. Yeah. Um, but but like I said, yeah, there's two of them technically left alive. I I would think I would think we'd at least get a nod at them somewhere. But I you know it makes sense that they come back and fight for their their peeps. Yeah. But I'm just not sure when or how or if well, it matters in the way. And considering how easily they've been offed, I don't know how two of them is supposed to come in and you know right. make a big dent in the battle. Um, yeah, they're not going to turn the tide of anything. Seen, didn't we see Arya say goodbye to Nymeria? Wasn't that a, a scene? Am I for? Am I? No, you're right. That? Yeah, because uh, uh, she ran into Nymeria in the woods, and she was like, went back to you know being a beast. Like she wasn't like a tamed animal. She was right. like wild. And and she Arya was like, okay, you do you, and all. When's the last time we saw snow? Or not snow? Ghost. Um, ghost. Oh, last season. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Like I said, that's what makes me think it may not be a big thing because the show is not emphasizing it, yeah. you know, in any kind of interesting way like that. Uh, thank you for those questions. We really appreciate it. Uh, by the way, just a reminder, we are giving away that uh, Daenerys bust that is actually here in the studio. I uh, posted a picture of it uh, on Twitter if you want to see it. Uh, I think it's a $99 value and we're giving it away doing a drawing at the end of Sif the, Th- the Throne season uh, we'll draw from everybody whose question is uh, either read or played on the air. We do prefer audio questions, but obviously we'll read text questions as well. Uh, if you want to get your question in about anything Game of Thrones, send it to feedback at sifpop.com and uh, we'll get you into that drawing if we read your question on the podcast. Uh, well, I think that's it, guys. I think we did another uh, we did another podcast. Yeah, we did. Awesome. I'm pretty sure we did, too. We uh the 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 battle of the winter cast. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks for
for Sifting the Thrones with us today. Sift the Thrones is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find more great podcasts at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA. Thanks to producer Phil for putting the show together. Thanks to LaRange for our theme music. And thanks to our Sif Pop members at Patreon for making this possible. You can see all the perks at Patreon.com slash Pop. Thank you to my buddy Andrew for joining us today. Thank you. Uh, you can catch him at Flick Freaks online and on all the socials. You can, you can also listen to both of us on the Sif Pop podcast uh, every week. You can also check out SifPop.com for other fun pop culture stuff. Thanks again to Chris for hanging out with us again this week. Hey, hey. Uh, Chris, you can check out on the Sincast or at the YouTubes uh, with Cinema Sins. Uh, in the associated channels. And if you have any friends who love Game of Thrones, please let them know about the podcast. We've been very pleased to see the downloads of this first episode. Thank you so much for spreading the news that we're doing this Sift the Thrones thing. It means a lot to us. Let them know that listening is easier than knowing what to hold on to when flying on a dragon. Uh, We'll see you next time for episode two.